Hey everyone, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys, you are so awesome. Thank you so much for writing in. We are getting really, really great feedback from this series of interviews that I have been conducting with my friend, Dr. Kathy Cook from Celebrate Kids. And we're gonna come out on Monday and answer a bunch of those questions. In the meantime, this is the last installment of this series of interviews uh, with Kathy Cook. I hope it's encouraging you. And today we're going to end with talking about why love, God's love, always wins. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. By now, you've heard that I'm running for Congress to replace Jamie Herrera Butler, representing Washington State's 3rd Congressional District. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a business owner. I'm an author and a speaker, and I've lived in this district for a very long time. And I am asking you for the honor to represent you in the House of Representatives. We've got some huge deadlines coming up for fundraising. We need to take this country back. We were once the party of ideas, you guys, but we have devolved into a cult of personality, and we have lost our way. I want to bring common sense back to the floor of the House of Representatives. Now is the time for a new generation of conservative leaders to stand up, and I am here to stand in the gap for Washington State. For more information, go to HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. You can sign up to volunteer, get on our prayer team, and support this run financially. This ad was paid for by friends of Heidi St. John for Congress. Yeah, and it's so beautiful to watch that that transformation that happens when I, you know, going back to what you said earlier that, you know, when you when you know in your heart, you're right, when your soul knows it very well that you're loved, that God put you here for such a time as this that he thought that you he thought, boy, when he made when he when he created Kathy, he was like, "You know what? I'm going to make her tall and she's going to rock it." This is this is going to be amazing. I cannot wait to see what what's going to happen in the life of this of this yeah. woman that I'm going to create in my image. Yeah. That you, Kathy Cook, are an image bearer, right? You reflect the one who made you, and you do it so beautifully. And I think when we get a hold of this, because the church is still struggling with it, right? And I think, frankly, this is why we're having such a hard time with the transgender movement. They don't know what to do. Oh, and I don't you blame know? them. They it don't know what to up, do. It, this yeah. is the, now it's out of it's out of left field. Here we were struggling with this issue, mm-hmm. and now we got this one, which is really even more pervasive. And it is a lie from the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. And we are actually, mm-hmm. I mean, I said many churches now, I've just been shame on the church, shame on the church for sitting this thing out mm-hmm. because our children are literally dying now. Mm-hmm. So we went from we went from uh, from not knowing how to handle this or handling it badly to now we're, we're watching this full-on assault against our children and we're struggling to find our footing and the footing has to be found in who does God say that we are. It's the foundational pieces and can we put love to that? Can love walk this thing out? It should be love, in, in my opinion anyway. It's love that motivates Heidi St. John to go to a school board meeting and say, no, you will not teach transgenderism as long as I have anything to say about it. And you may teach it, but I will never shut up that you're hurting our children. And I will never stop talking as long as God gives me a breath that this is wrong and there are other ways to love these kids who are confused about their gender. You know, there are other ways, but love, isn't it, isn't it, shouldn't it be love that motivates the church? Oh, absolutely. Love, you know, love compels God. Um, That's why I love to, I I like to ask uh, young people, what what breaks your heart and what brings you joy? I think the answers to those two questions motivate us, and that's where we find our love for this people group or for this cause or for, you know, the general human population, if you will. 
I'm going to say something else boldly because we're there, right? What, mm-hmm. a, what a broadcast or a series that we're <laughs> recording here. You know, um, all of God's word is relevant, mm-hmm. right? All of it. Genesis 1 all the way through Revelation. It's all for such a time as this. It will never be outdated or irrelevant mm-hmm. or unimportant. Mm-hmm. And yet I will say in our family devotions, in our Christian school chapels, in our children's church, youth group, and pulpit teaching, are we teaching what is relevant today for the causes that are prevalently disruptive? Mm-hmm. When's the last time we taught about identity in Christ? Mm-hmm. When's the last time we talked about God is creator and he knows what he's doing? Mm-hmm. And when's the last time that there were messages about love motivating us to say no? And I, and I don't say that lightly, mm-hmm. but to the dads who do the devotions at home, to the moms who are looking at you know, Bible time, our own devotional life, and again, that the church is teaching. Are we teaching what is relevant today mm-hmm. in such a way that people can see that it's relevant? Because when we don't do that, young people think God doesn't care, Yes, God mm-hmm. is irrelevant, and the Bible doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's that's going to spin us all out of control. Yeah, it is. One of the things, I mean, at, at uh, MomStrong International, I don't know if you've met my friend Jennifer Strickland, but you'd love her. Anyway, she's filling in as a guest teacher for me because, as you know, my life's on fire right now. (laughs) And she's teaching a whole three-month series called Beautiful Lies. And it's all about identity because even a a beautiful lie is still a lie. Yes. Like this idea, love is love. No, not all love is love. Mm. What a a horrible lie. Yes. That we are all, that love is love. No. Love is no. That's that's backwards on its face. And so how can we bring God's word to life in these situations? Because you and I have been on the same page about this for a long time, teaching different audiences from different perspectives mm-hmm. and for different reasons. But the truth, that underlying truth is still the same, that God's word is relevant to your life right now. So the big questions that we are asking, God's already addressed it. Yes. He already has addressed it. And the church, and I think there's a crisis of, of cowardice in the pulpits right now, right? <laughs> the cowardice that we see in the church, the unwillingness that we see in the church to speak to these issues. You know, I saw, and maybe you haven't seen this yet, but um, I heard an interview that Amy Grant just did for like straight, uh, Pride something. It was a, a, a gay um, radio show. And they got her on the show. This happened maybe four days ago. At the time of this airing was probably last week. And she said, gay or straight, it doesn't make any difference. She said, which is true. Like, that is true. Like, if we're going to talk about, if we're going to talk about, does God love you? All those things. But then she took it a step further and said, it doesn't matter how you live that out either. Your behavior doesn't matter. And I thought, how did we get this far down the rabbit hole? And I'm, I'm listening, you know, to this this woman who has had so much influence in Christian contemporary music and all of these things. And I'm thinking we're, so, we're watching the Dan Hatmakers yep. of the world and all of these, you know, these Christian, and I put it in air quotes because I don't understand where they're coming from. Like when we talk about Christianity, our theology better match it up. Like we better understand who God is. Right. And so that's when I wonder where's the church on, on these issues and what you're saying requires boldness because the church has, because you know, what's happened is, it's not hard to actually go along with the culture right now. No, not at all. That's, That's part actually of the, the easy road. Right. So when the churches get woke, so I did a whole series like several months ago at the podcast called The Woke Churches, The Broke Church. You may have heard it. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about this wokeness in Black Lives Matter. What an insidious lie. Yeah. Because, of course, Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. But we've twisted it, right? Right. 
And so now the, the, the truth of that statement then becomes an avenue for the adversary to do damage, right, to, to human beings. Because we're, we're not willing to address it. The church should be willing to address these things. And, and frankly, the hard conversations, the ones that make you and I cry, the ones that, that, that expose that vulnerability are the ones that need to be had. Because the culture is suffering right now. And I was thinking, you know, I was meeting with a a wonderful Christian woman who is a state legislator here. And the darkness, as you and I were talking about earlier, the darkness is so pervasive in Washington State right now. And we stopped talking and just started to pray. Because it just felt so heavy and so hard. And we were like, Lord, what do you want us to do? And I felt as I was praying with her, Lord saying, my people are perishing for lack of knowledge. Mm. They don't know who I am. They don't know how loved they are. They haven't embraced the truth. And the Bible says it's the truth that sets you free. Not not the Oprah truth, your truth is your truth and my truth Amen. is my truth, but the truth of who God is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the struggle that I see in you, the frustration of like, where is the church on these issues? Why aren't we in front of them and behind? Why are we always behind the issue? Right, you know? right. And why aren't pastors and lay leaders and, I mean, I'm in church. Mm-hmm. I'm why aren't we willing to say we don't know yet? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, for a person, like if I wouldn't have said to my mom, I don't want to be tall anymore, I'm not sure what would have happened. If I would have mm-hmm. lived much longer with body image issues, would mm-hmm. I want to stand up in front of thousands of people wondering about what they're looking at and what their opinions are? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I understand pastors don't know all of this. It did come out of nowhere. You didn't think it would last, and so they didn't think it would last. Right, yeah. So they didn't do the research. You know, they're thinking, I could just do a little message about love yourself and all will be well. So let's let's be okay with not knowing. Mm-hmm. Let's be okay with people coming to us, knocking on the door and saying, Pastor, could you help me? My granddaughter thinks she's this. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, my son just said that he wants to, oh, my gosh, Pastor, what can I do? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not exactly sure, but I can pray with you. And I can love you as you go through the, the mm-hmm. turmoil here. And let me see what we can do. And let yeah. me make some phone calls. And let me find out who's speaking about these issues who knows something. Mm-hmm. It's okay to not know. Yeah. But it's not okay to stay in that position of not knowing when the culture is screaming, help me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what's happening. This this cry, which is getting louder and louder. And as I was telling you, part of my motivation for running for Congress after Jay and I prayed about for weeks and weeks and just agonized. You know because yes. I called you. yes. You know, agonizing over whether or not the Lord would, would, is this really what the Lord's calling us to do? And part of it is, like I was telling you earlier, we waited too long. Mm. We waited too long. We didn't address these issues when we had the opportunity. We were weak in our approach. And when we were strong, we were harsh. You know, and yes. so it, it, yes. it, it, it's like that. Isn't that what the Bible says? Like if we speak, but if you have the tongue of an angel, but you don't have love, then you're a gong, mm-hmm. you know, then you're a clanging symbol. And I think we did that for a long time. And then we just went quiet. Yeah. Then we just went quiet. Neither one of those approaches were right. And the devil doesn't care what ditch he knocks you into so long as you're in a ditch. Right. So if we're in a ditch, he's happy. It could be the ditch of silence or it could be the ditch of, of cruelty. He's happy either way. We were fearful. Right. Mm-hmm. And fear doesn't belong no. here or in us. Mm-hmm. Again, I get it. Um, I would hope that when we're fearful and we realize we don't know things, that we would want to change. I got a question for you, and then we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. This, this has been might this might be one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. Mm. I so I so love your heart and Thank your you. and I just Likewise. Uh, and what God's doing in your life. But I'm wondering if you can speak for just a minute to the dad or the mom or the aunt or the grandma because I get questions like this now weekly lots and lots of questions 
my seven-year-old has a best friend who's going to the public school. And they're working on these kids, right? Yeah, yes, they're, they are. They're, they're intentionally confusing them. Yes. And my seven-year-old's best friend now came back to school, and he's telling my son that he's no longer a boy. He's a girl. And he's wearing a dress in school, and, and the mother is heartbroken. And her son is confused. And she's saying, I don't, I don't know what to do anymore. And my answer more recently that because as this thing is as this thing is beginning to s- snowball and we're literally killing our children now my answer has been to tell these ki- parents get your children out of these schools like they're no longer safe places for children they genuinely aren't and i'm not even i mean you and i've known each other for a long time in mean, 10 years ago i wasn't saying that i was like you know what things are bad now i'm just like the barn's on fire the titanic <laughs> is sinking you know get them out but to the mom who is heartbroken and she's trying to help her little seven-year-old son navigate what really is a life-altering situation that he's finding himself in what's your encouragement to the mom as she tries to shepherd her son yeah way to way to end on a a light note you're welcome Um, kathy just let me know i'm here to help <laughs> yeah, but you're asking me the question. Um, several things come to mind. I, I certainly am supportive of the get out of the public schools, and mm-hmm. I I'm a former public school teacher. I was public school educated. I was I'm a former professor of a secular university. But mm-hmm. things have changed drastically, yeah. and I'm not I'm not only concerned about the lie of of gender and race. I'm concerned about the lack of history oh. being taught. I'm concerned actually about the way math is taught. <laughs> I'm concerned about the lack of digging deep for wisdom because we're testing way too often. There's many things that are wrong. And, mm-hmm. I, and I love a lot of people in the public schools. I know people who are trying very hard yes, I do to too. be agents of change from the system. And I praise God and I hope they won't leave. Mm-hmm. And yet if I were raising children who are impressionable, I would not expose them to the lie. I wouldn't mm-hmm. let it happen. You know what you did with your friend? Was it Judy or Julie? Judy, Judy? yeah. And you protected. She's probably listening to this, so hey, Judy. Okay, so <laughs> you know, you Judy understood, or maybe she didn't at the time, but she does now that you had a bit of a boundary for the four younger children. That is our responsibility, and so I would also say. So I would, let me say this: pull them from the public school, and you can do it. So yes. let me just back up and say you can do it. You teach children. You don't teach math, science, history, or Bible. You teach children, and no one will know your children more than you or love them any deeper than you will. Mm -hmm. You can do it. It may be a struggle for a season. It's a different type of struggle. It's a different type of busy to bring them home and home educate them, but you can do it, and there are many people who will walk with you in the journey. Do not sacrifice your children to a system because you're afraid of doing something different or new. Mm -hmm. This is your moment of courageous love that... I pray would compel you to do the right thing. Your neighbors may not like it. Your parents may not like it. That doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Your children are your children for a season, and God chose you to be the parents Mm -hmm. for such a time as this. The other thing I would say is if if you are home educating or you're in a different school model, but your children are exposed to that kind of a lie where a 7-year-old boy comes over wearing a dress Mm -hmm. and says to your son, hey, I'm a girl now, there's a boundary that's just been, been – there's just a fence created, and that boy doesn't enter your home anymore. Yep. I don't say that lightly, but that friendship is no longer safe, and boundaries that are motivated by love are blessings. Mm-hmm. God's Word is full of them, and we must advocate for that. Your children may not thank you now. 
They may actually be mad that their best friend can't come over. They will thank you later mm -hmm. in their behavior, which will be maintained by your influence over them. You call the mom, or better yet, you go have a sit-down with the mom. Yeah. And you say, you know, I'm so sorry because our boys have really enjoyed, you know, playing together and they've been on the same soccer team throughout the summer. I've got to tell you that this is no longer a safe relationship and I am accountable to my God for the thoughts and the feelings and the actions of my children. And I want to love you and I'm here for you if you want to talk about what's going on. But I'm really sorry. You just can't come over anymore. Yeah. And I, and that's, that's wise. And you know what? It takes courage to do that. It does. It takes courage to do it. And I, 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 I meet parents every single week and I'm hearing stories that just make me weep. I mean, I go to bed just crying myself to sleep a lot of times for these parents who are in these terrible situations and they're having conversations that they never wanted to have. But the fact of the matter is that the bold lies that are in the culture right now can only be remedied with bold truth. Yes. That is the only remedy. And you are a bold truth teller. Mm. And uh, part of, I think, part of what God's doing for, for this time. It's exciting. It's an honor. It's a privilege. You know, that anyone would listen to us is rather remarkable. <laughs> I, don't, I hope I can say us. Uh, but, yeah, no, we're, we're called, and, and we've got to do it. I, I can't, I don't sleep well yeah. when I know I've missed an opportunity to declare the truth of God's word. Mm. It, I get angry with myself, and that's not a safe space to be in. Yeah. So it's a privilege. Um, we can all grow, and we can all learn. Um, we can stand up. We can make the changes. Not alone. No. But with the God of the Bible and the Spirit and the presence of the Son and with the people. Man, get in church. If you're listening and you don't have a fellowship, oh, it's harder. Yeah. Boy. Wow, what a privilege to be with you, Heidi. Thank you so much. And I, um, before uh, we wrap this up, because we've talked about some heavy stuff, yes, you know, oh, last last several days. But I have sensed, and I hope you have too, just the spirit of the Lord yes, uh, over yes. all of it. Um, I think it's, I told my husband the other day, I feel like I spent a lot of my time on the verge of tears now mm. because my spirit is so sensitive to what's happening and my heart is broken. Yes. You know, broken for these children, broken for the 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 state that we're in right now in the culture. And yet the Lord hasn't changed and his love, you know, the, the the darkness will never overcome the light. The light will always overcome the darkness. And God's asking us, this is our time, right? This is this is this is a Bonhoeffer moment for the church. And it's a time for us to stand in the gap for especially for our children. Um obviously, you know, for patriotism and everything else. I mean, there's so many you were right about history, for goodness sake. Yes, I mean, oh good heavens. The rewriting of it and 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 the garbage of the sixteen nineteen project and critical race theory. I mean, we could go on and on and on. But you are you really are, and ever, and ever since the first time I heard you, and I just thought that woman, I mean, the the Lord is so at work in you, and it is beautiful to watch, absolutely beautiful. And I just wanted to thank you for coming on here and for coming to see me. For goodness' sake, I mean, you you um, came to spend time with some of I, my people. I flew up to spend some time with your people, and I'm so happy to be here. And I appreciate your heart for me and for what we're doing at Celebrate Kids. It's a real honor and delight, and I'm, I just have to say to God be the glory because mm. I plateaued a long time after I became a Christian. You know, I was raised in church. I thought I knew everything that I needed to know. Mm -hmm. I was angry when I found out I hadn't been taught everything, mm. and then I knew the truth, and I was set free, and Jesus was my Savior, and I wish he would have been Lord earlier, mm. and I'm so grateful mm. for his teaching, for the pastors I've had, for my brother and his wife for people like you that I can learn from. And it's a, 
It's a beautiful thing to be a learner. You know, Proverbs 4.13, hold on to instruction, guard it well, for it is your life. So significant. Your podcast is doing such good work, Heidi. Thank you. To teach the masses. So grateful to be your friend. Well, I I am grateful as well. And uh, I know people are listening to this and they're being challenged and encouraged and uh, and exhorted, I think, mm-hmm. on all the things. And uh, that's that's the life of a Christian, isn't it? It is. You know, one of the things I say everywhere I go is no shame or blame for yesterday. You did not know this yesterday. Mm-hmm. Hope for tomorrow. We did a lot of brain dump here. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and much of this are things that you've talked about through the years. Yeah. And it's not yep. new to your listeners. Mm-hmm. And maybe the, the examples are new and maybe the illustrations are helpful. But I just want to encourage people that, you know, don't look back and go, it's too late. Or why, mm. why, have I, why haven't I done it? No, don't live with grief and sorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah, process that yeah. and ask for forgiveness if that's necessary. But move on. Do what you can do now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, now's the time, you know, yes. get off the bench, you guys. I mean, for goodness sake, you know, we, we've got uh, an opportunity to do it. Kathy, where can people find you, uh, your ministry online? CelebrateKids.com. And then we are on the typical social media platforms as Celebrate Kids, Inc. And uh, we would love to have them hang out with us and join us on social media. We have an email newsletter that goes out every Friday that is is a nice and helpful short because everyone's busy yep. piece that I write for. And they can sign up for that at our website we would, we would be delighted. And if they uh, have met me through your podcast and they hear me at an event, I'd love them to come up and say, hi, I heard you on Heidi St. John. It's always so much fun. We have a podcast too, of course, Encouraged with Celebrate Kids. And we would love to have them subscribe to that as well. I love that. You've written Thank a bunch you. of books. I have written five um, in process of number six for Moody Publishers. Okay. Working on a book on resiliency right now, which I love is, that. well, it's relevant, isn't it? Get off it the is. bench, yeah. you know, stand back up if you've been beaten down, and yeah. we've got to help our kids stand up after they have fallen down. It's mm-hmm. very important that we don't bubble wrap them and helicopter oh. them. They've yeah. got to learn that challenges are a part of life. It's how we grow up and mature in our character and our faith. And so the book will be uh, for parents to help their kids uh, stand up. I love that. So maybe less about giving uh, trophies for participation. Oh, good heavens. <laughs> Heidi, we have to wrap this up. That's a whole other show. I'm so sorry. I brought it up. That was my bad. All right. So uh, we can find you at Celebrate Kids. And you are you are a national treasure, Kathy Craig. Thank you so You are much. a dear and trusted friend. And I'm, I can't wait to see what God does. Uh, in the months to come. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for trusting me. You're very welcome. For more information, you can go to the show notes today. Go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. As always, if you guys have questions for the show, please go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. If you're interested in my run for Congress, that is HeidiStJohnforCongress.com. I hope this has been an encouragement to you, and we would love to hear your feedback. And in the meantime, you guys, we're going to be praying for you. We love you, and we know that God is always at work. Thanks for listening, everybody, and I will see you back here again at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.